Hello everyone and welcome again to Screens and Streams, the podcast all about the things that you see on your screen. And the things that you stream. Yes, indeed. And here we are on episode 16 of Screens and Streams and Rhymes. I think, <laughs> is it is it 16? I think we're on 16, aren't we? Yes, yes, that's right. Oh my god. <laughs> Total brain fart. Sweet 16. Yeah. <laughs> Screens and streams, sweet sixteen. We've we've done party. we've done a lot of them. Yeah, we've done we've done quite a few, albeit not frequent, but they're happening. Um, all right, so uh, I think this is actually the first one we've done where it it was actually a month from when we recorded it last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is this is the first one we've done in a while where we actually like adhered to our schedule that we have created because these are typically supposed to come out monthly folks but uh tristan and i lead very busy lives yes very busy indeed like just a few days ago we were um upstairs drinking (laughs) (laughs) uh yes halloween has just passed and i think around this time we'd usually be talking about like stranger things but that's not coming out until uh next year as far as yeah they pushed that one yeah so, uh, but uh, they don't even have like a trailer out for that yet or anything. They yeah they they did have a weird very weird trailer which was like a um, oh, did they I didn't yeah see did that. you see it it was no. like an ad for like a mall opening in the eighties oh and the only character that actually appeared in it was um, Steve and he oh. was like working at like this ice cream shop or something like that oh. and the entire thing like the trailer was literally it was just an ad for the mall in the eighties it was super oh. cool but that's like it was a very like limited teaser hmm. um but yeah anyway we'll be talking about that <laughs> when it comes out but uh, in the meantime uh we'll be talking about a couple of different shows but uh, before we do even that tristan why don't you tell these lovely people who the hell we are <laughs> so we are two colleagues who met in the television industry and uh one day we realized we were having some pretty interesting uh conversations about the tv shows we were watching and so it was almost jokingly said, why don't we do a podcast? And now we have a podcast. Now we do indeed. Um, yeah, it worked out. And um, we started talking about uh, those shows that started having the conversations that we've mm-hmm. always been having just yep. in front of a microphone. Um, and and t- today, those conversations will be covering what the reason I'm fumbling my words so much, by the way, is because I'm tired. <laughs> Tristan can attest to the fact that he came in and I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing, this is like half pajama, half Pretty much, jeans yeah, yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Cleaned my house this morning. I'm tired, but I just, I really, I don't know. I don't know, Tristan. It's one of those days. Uh, 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 I'll try and support you. You gotta, you gotta, I gotta lift keep me up. you. Gotta keep you. You up. have to carry the team this this time around. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll carry the podcast through. Okay, through the uh, <laughs> through, through the to dole, the end, the doldrums of of Joe's tiredness. Um, no, no, we are covering two wonderful shows today by the name of Crashing, which yes. is uh, this will be season two. We covered this one before. This is the 
Pete Holmes, uh, stand-up comedian, semi-autobiographical uh, series. Correct, yes. And that's on HBO. And uh, the Netflix original Atypical, season two, another yes. one we've covered in the past. So mm-hmm. uh, We're, We seem to be on a uh, season two streak lately. Yeah, I guess we are, aren't we? The last Just returning to those was, old yeah. faves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we still have a few that we got to get to. Oh, I know. There's like, you know, like we haven't done the newest Kimmy Schmidt yet. We haven't done the newest BoJack yet. Newest Love. Love. We haven't? I thought we talked about the finale. I, I think we did in person. I don't know about a podcast. Oh, man, we're going to have to go back and check. We're going to have to check, <laughs> folks. There's people who actually listen to this podcast that are right now. They're just like, God, you idiots. You <laughs> talked about this already. Or you didn't talk about this already. But we'll find out later. Um, so in the meantime, we're going to start with... Um, we're going to start with Atypical, aren't we? Yes, yes. yes okay. Yes. Um, so right off the bat, I think I speak for both of us when I say this is one of our uh, favorites. It's a fun yeah, it's show good. to cover. It's good, yeah. Um, you described it really, really well when we first started watching it. And I think this might have even been off mic, but you were just like, it's your almost like your typical ABC sitcom mm-hmm. with like just enough extra thrown in type yep. thing. Yep. And that's really the perfect description of it. Cause like, and I feel like that was even more evident this season where it's like, it's got those really sort of sappy family love moments. Yep. But, definitely. but like the way that it gets there is always super interesting. And, and um and, and there's some, some reality to it it's just yeah it's a nice yeah and balance. there's and there's some like edginess too like, it, yes that's the word i was looking for absolutely. like there's certain things like even um i think um you know uh, uh fahid's use of like marijuana and yes, stuff like yes, yes. like i i can't imagine like that being on a network sitcom for sure but yeah but you know netflix yeah his, that just squeaks by yeah his character in general sort of like He's part of like what so, what sort of like gets peppered in to to make it a little different than those those typical sort of uh, yeah, cheesy sitcoms. I mean, there's a little bit of argument to make. You know, he's kind of playing more of the Barney type. No, absolutely. Yeah, I never thought of it that way actually. Um, but you know, the the thing about the 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 series being on Netflix. You know, I think it allows them to, you know, put a little more depth into that character. Yes, which we definitely saw a little yeah. bit more of in this season, which mm-hmm. is something that I want to certainly get into. Um, but uh, I guess we joined our family uh, on the midst of, in the midst of like sort of this turmoil where the, the last scene of the previous season um, was um, God, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. Uh, staring at the the board, uh, where her daughter had written, you know, why why did you have sex with the bartender or something? Like that. <laughs> yes, or stop, you know, just stop screwing around with the bartender. <laughs> and um, Jesus, I'm forgetting all the character names. Like Elsa and Duck. Elsa and Duck. There you go. So Elsa is staring. I mean, at... that's easy enough. Frozen. Fake Frozen. Yeah, Elsa. There you <laughs> go. So, but Elsa's staring at uh, the board and and sort of, you know. She knows that her daughter knows that she's been screwing around and realizes that Doug is behind her and Doug's saying, hey, it's weird that she wrote that, isn't it? I mean, it's really, it's really weird. And that's where it ends. And you're just like, okay, so yeah. <laughs> Where's this going? And um, God, where do we even rejoin them? I don't think it picked it's, up. It's did it pretty pick much up right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it did, yes. Oh, it did, yeah. Didn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and that's another thing too, where like, uh, 
because it's Netflix, they really set that up that it's really just like and boom into the next season. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. We'll if you were binging right it off. and you had both seasons, you wouldn't even notice there was a season break there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's that's what's kind of really neat about it. I too, I guess. Um, and yeah, I guess, and and everything kind of gets thrown right out in the open that first episode. Um, yeah, she he kicks her out, and yeah. And, uh, and that sort of sets the precedent for the rest of the season yeah. where she's sort of trying to fight her way back into the household. Yes, and semi-successfully. Semi-successfully, yeah. Um, yeah, it, and it's funny because, like, I think about this, and this is a show that's um, it's really about, um, I mean, you know, the main character. Jeez. Uh, God, my name Sam. I'm blanking on all of the names. But I told <laughs> this you this is why we today. need the the cheat sheet. Yeah, I know. It's uh, we're not less prepared today. But um Sam. yeah, so this is a show that's primarily about Sam and him dealing with his autism, but we've spent really the first few minutes of this discussion talking about um Doug and Elsa's relationship, mm-hmm. which is one of the things I love about this show. It's super well-rounded. It's it's very much like you know, like Sam is the focus, but this reads like an ensemble comedy. Like, yeah, it yeah. It, it almost is. Like, uh, you know, I think there's a very strong argument to make that it's way more of an ensemble than yeah. You know, a fully focused, just you know, main character for sure. Sam. But and and, it, and to kind of take that even further, it's not just about like okay, it's about Sam and him dealing with his autism and the family dealing with his autism, mm-hmm. and and it is to an extent. But they've all got their own shit going on too, and it's oh, like yes. you know, <laughs> you kind of yeah, you get a sense of of all that. So um, yeah, and uh, so that that's that's yeah. So what were your feelings as as the show went on about you know Elsa and and Doug's relationship and like where it was going, and you know how their reactions were to each other like do you think doug was being kind of too harsh or uh, or not so, harsh enough <laughs> it's so difficult to say because i i remember um i think i made a point in the uh in the last um i think i made a point in the last season mm-hmm. um of saying uh like how could elsa do that to doug when she first cheated on him just yeah. like god i'm just like I don't know how I feel about this character. Um, you know, the yeah. it's difficult for me to, you know, to like her and, and sort of like rally around her. And then there was the really sweet moment that she had with her daughter um, when her, her clothes get stolen at like that, like prom right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, and, and, you know, she kind of gives this little monologue where she's like, I'm really doing my best to like be a good you know, mother to you and Sam and all this stuff. And like, and then I sort of like, Oh, and I started sympathizing with her a little more and you jump into this season and you know, there's no question that she did what she did. And yeah, it it seems it's so hard to tell. It seems like Doug is being harsh. Yes. But so you kind of have to jump in and be like, well, how does, you know, what, what does he feel like from his side of things? Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll be honest. I still found it really hard to like her. Yeah, <laughs> throughout the entire season. Yeah, like to the point where I was like, for most of it, I was really like, "Don't do it, Doug. Don't let her back. Mm-hmm. Don't let her back. Yeah. Just keep her out." And um, you know, I still kind of feel like that way. Like the yeah. fact that you know they seem to be heading towards some sort of 
um, resolution to that or, or mm-hmm. um, like we're, they're going into marriage counseling now, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. So maybe that's a good thing. Like, yeah. Th- and I think that was a good resolution of it. Yeah. Rather than him letting her back right away. Yeah. And even at the end of the season for him to be letting her back, which he didn't not quite. Cause we're sort of, we're getting a sense that there's like Doug is sort of distracted by, other things possibly other people yes um but and and i do get your sort of hesitation your hesitation with elsa because i experienced that hard throughout the first season but to play devil's advocate and make an argument that i guess she sort of made herself Mm -hmm. there was that spell where doug couldn't deal with the fact that sam had autism when Mm. he was younger and just left and hung out at his you know his dad's place for for how no god knows how long and so you know but but it's an interesting but we didn't see that either we didn't see that no we didn't see that so So, it's hard for us to sort of you know sympathize with something that we didn't sort of experience along with the family like in the form of the show yes but it's also yeah it's it's easy to understand the hesitation she's got such an like she, you can tell to me, like I, I kind of like I'm warming up to her because you can tell that she can, she's trying to do good, mm-hmm. but it, it's hard for her not to come off as abrasive because the other thing we're seeing is her relationship with uh, her daughter is not great, and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah on and, the ropes. And Sam is um, Sam seems sort of indifferent to her, but she's you know she she is. The one who sort of, I think, was the first one to step up in parenting on an autistic child. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you kind of have to give her the benefit of the doubt in that, you know, respect. But I do like the way they sort of resolved that mm-hmm. whole thing towards the end of this season. Um, so I guess kind of moving over to, to, to Sam's storyline mm-hmm. with, I think his big thing was... Finding a new therapist at first. Finding a new therapist and then also uh, kind of... Um, getting into college yeah and and kind of figuring out like exactly what he's going to do after high school because it's his graduation year right mm-hmm. and you know it's a big thing for people with autism right That's after a huge thing after high school it's like okay what now yeah um yeah and it was handled well and mm-hmm. so he'd played his sort <laughs> of um you know his sort of yoda type thing yes like where where he kind of you know, he, he, the advice giver. The advice giver. Yeah, he consulted this guy, arguably not the most qualified <laughs> person for advice, but um, it sort of you know helped. It helped the situation along. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was. I don't know. I I think I liked. I think I liked how that progressed too. Jumping ahead quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just the. Um, his sort of discovery of what he wanted to do um, where he sort of thought about his interests where he's just like, you know, obviously Antarctic mm-hmm. <laughs> animals and penguins and stuff like that. And the drawing thing really sort of came out of left field, but it was, but it, was, it also didn't, right? it also didn't. Yeah. yeah it Cause was, it was always a big like part. Like he was always, yeah. Doodling on doodling something and, yeah. and drawing stuff. And, and, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, the character never really thought of it as something like he could do further mm-hmm. on, right? And so I, I kind of liked how you know the, the kind of the first instinct was like, oh, okay, let's do an art school, 
mm-hmm. and um but then you know this other um opportunity came up that was very uh, specific specific um yeah. to you know his interests and, and so i think that was kind of cool and closer to yes. home too yes which um was kind of another bit too right like it was yeah because he was anxious about exp- kind of exploring yeah, leaving those. the nest yeah um and it, it's funny because at first he you know he sort of seemed very gung-ho about it um and then the more he kind of got closer to like oh i have to you know, what if i choose the school and then just the people around him were sort of saying you know you'll have to get used to this and get used to that and get used to not having certain luxuries that you might have at home he sort of you know cooled on it a little bit but then yeah that very specific opportunity came up to be like a i don't know artist <laughs> sketching particular like antarctic something i don't know it was it was, just, it was uh biology uh sketching or yeah or um biological sketching, sketches or yeah. something like that like what they use for scientific diagrams yes yes yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And and of course his reaction was genuinely like super sweet. Where he's just like, I can get a job drawing penguins, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was it was really that was a really cool moment. Um, so one thing that I want to, I, I'm gonna we're gonna jump around a little bit because I yeah, yeah. I, I think it works. Like we've kind of been focusing on like the character mm-hmm. storylines, mm-hmm. you know, throughout because it, it's yeah. very much like there isn't a lot of you know a plot and c plot and b plot. It's very much like these are this character storyline mm-hmm. throughout the whole show and this character storyline yeah. throughout the show and, and they are kind of all intertwined they'll converge change. at certain yeah. points and they'll even like sort of change path at certain points so um the other thing that has kind of been a through line and will continue to be a through line throughout this show with Sam I think mm-hmm. is um you know while college was like a big thing that was top of mind for this season it, there's always sort of this his romantic pursuits yes right because that was a that was definitely a big deal in the, in the first season yes. right and and this season though it, it was as well it was a it little was. bit more downplayed yeah. it took a little bit of a backseat but yeah um you know he sort of had his um after his, his girlfriend his there breakup. took out the penguin <laughs> yeah he had his breakup with Paige, um and and then there's uh this new girl who um, I guess they ended up in like detention together somehow, or like he went to hide in like a closet, and she just mm-hmm. happened to be smoking a cigarette in there, and uh, we didn't learn a whole lot about her, but um, now she's kind of like the punk goth kid, the punk goth girl, who, yeah, who sort of had this passing interest in Sam by the th- you know the way it, it seems, and I thought that they were gonna pursue that further, but they they get towards the end and probably one of my favorite moments, another character that I jumped back and forth, uh, on quite a bit, uh, in the first season, I probably mentioned this in our discussion was Paige, mm-hmm. who was, I found very grating a lot of times. Yes. She's very annoying <laughs> and, um, charming in in a few moments, but yeah. grating in, more moments but well, this 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 is what i like about the show right like a lot yeah. of the characters they they almost appear to have this two-dimensional mm-hmm. uh appearance and yeah. 
but then as the show moves on you get these little moments that really gives mm-hmm. them that kind of third dimension yeah it really gets a good look and you're like oh okay so it, it, they're not just playing like these templates no we're not for sure lo- we're not looking at like big bang theory template characters yes, here yes, right yes, yes. we're really looking at something where the characters have more depth than just kind of the one note you know annoying thing yeah. right yeah. yeah and and the thing with Paige that really struck me so it's weird I, I think about it now and i'm reminded of a moment from season one where you know like i'm like okay this character's like grading and she's sort of bossy to sam and i'm not sure how i feel about her and then she came up with the idea of like the silent dance yes where yes, you yes, know yes. everyone could wear headphones and it could be like a you know a, a friend a dance that was like friendly for sam's sort of you know like I guess sensibilities and his autism and he could go and enjoy with everyone else. like she kind of had his best interests at heart and you're like mm-hmm. oh that's really sweet of her and we came right back to the season of sort of like okay she's very clearly um, miffed that she's no longer with Sam and she's doing her best to hide it and she needs to sort of you know calm down a little bit mm-hmm. but right towards the very end um, you know Sam kind of goes and he does her prom valedictorian speech thing for her because she has lost her voice and the big reveal as to why she lost her voice is her losing her mind on all of those kids who wrote nasty things in his yearbook yeah and you're just like and for me like it's it's played to be like a hilarious scene because she's losing it <laughs> yeah and it it was funny but i laughed a little bit at first and then I sort of got a little introspective and was like that's the sweetest thing ever like she genuinely cares so much about him she's like she is like screaming her head off at these kids for you know for teasing you know for all intents and purposes her boyfriend or future boyfriend or or past boyfriend but you can tell in that moment you're like okay and it's like you said it's one of those things that brings in that third dimension like she really really cares about sam and i thought that was such a nice way of revealing that because it was funny but it was also like holy shit Paige is maybe not as bad as everyone thinks type thing and and it really kind of you know because throughout the the second season you know you're kind of questioning like does she really still like sam or is she just yeah is she just it is a little ambiguous at first yeah. yeah But, you know, that that is the moment where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then he sort of comes to the realization uh, that he feels that way about her, too, mm-hmm. and does says it in the very matter-of-fact Sam way. And he's like, <laughs> I realize now why I dove into the pool and got that, you know, the, the, I think the piece of jewelry or whatever that he lost in the first season. Right. Like, I, I dove into the pool and, and got it for you. And I realized why I went up and did your speech for you i think it's because i'm in love with you anyway i'll see you at the sleepover thing and he's just like, like walks what? away I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> and like Paige, you know like just like shell shocked yeah bomb blast happened and and um I, I sort of like yeah i really like that um and i think that i i'd also like to there's a couple more characters i think that we have to talk to talk about yes. I, I sort of like the way we're handling this one actually mm-hmm. um jumping around a little bit uh the two dimensional to three dimensional moment for zahid happened huge in this it did uh, yes. season and um i love that episode by the way where uh sam is trying out 
sleepover mm-hmm. with Vahid for the first time to sort of get used to the idea of not being in his own bed, being away for college type of thing, and loses it in the middle of the night, um, goes, you know, running down the street to, to find his place, presumably, and um, acting very erratically because of his condition. And uh, a cop who thinks that he's like tweaking on drugs stops yes. him. <laughs> pulls them into the stations that he finds them pulls both of them into the station and they spend the night in jail together um and he sort of i think that's when he reveals his whole nursing school deal isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he's just said, like yeah he's like that's I've always, what he wants to do right? yeah he's yeah. like yeah, you know he's like been a screw up and my parents really wanted me to you know do this other stuff and i kind of wanted to you know go to nursing school and and then you kind of get he, he gives like his typical Zahid advice, but it's not his typical Zahid advice because he's like you know like he's like don't give up on on this like mm-hmm. you can do this. And then you know sure enough they're in the police station and staring at the wall because Sam asked for them to like turn their chairs around <laughs> so he didn't have to look at anything. And um, he's like, hey, it's twelve oh one. We made it. You know, like. We and got through it, yeah. We got through, you know, you got through the night. You stayed away, you know, you slept over somewhere, not in your house type thing. And, um, right, because that, that was all about, that's all, uh, yeah, that's about Sam, you know, yeah, kind of uh, exploring that, mm-hmm. um, you know, what it would be like to be not yeah. in his house anymore, exactly. right? Like not to be living in, the, in that house he's lived all his life. Mm-hmm. And then you and get kind that. Kind of breaking that routine. Of course, yeah. And, um, for the purpose, which is great, and Zahid finally gives some like decent advice, mm-hmm. and you sort of see it, and you, you know, it's like okay, well that's good. It's good for Sam. It's good for Zahid, and then you get sort of the tag of Zahid um, on his laptop in his room, applying for nursing school. Yeah, and I think like as sort of like a, I guess like he's he's pretty prominent in the story, but you know he's not as prominent as some of the other characters. I would still like to see that pursued in some way, like in the next mm-hmm. season. Like I do want to see a little more, you know, a little more of that depth explored for him because yeah, he's Sam's best friend for a reason. And I think, I think actually what ended up happening was um, the counselor is trying to get Sam to write his application for college and then oh, Sam yes, ends up writing about Zahid. Oh yeah. Like his paper ends up being about this is about my best friend Zahid. Yeah. And um which was cool because like I think in the first season before his sort of depth came into fruition, I got the impression that I was just like, this is just sort of an idiotic character who Sam <laughs> thinks is his best friend, but he's really not offering a whole whole lot to him. And then as things progress, you sort of see like, okay, he he does sort of care about Sam a little bit. And this season really drove that home. And I especially like when Sam shows up at his house and uh, he's like, let me introduce you to my roommates. And it's his parents. <laughs> and his, <laughs> yes, yes. And his parents are like, we've heard so much about you. And he's just like, yes. He's like, I'm learning so much from your son. They're like, what? <laughs> Like we're glad you showed up. You're a good influence on him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so funny. Um, well, uh, yes, and 
I think uh, as we kind of shortly run out of time, as we start moving on to the uh, next show, I think we'll just talk quickly about quickly about Casey about the Casey storyline. <laughs> yes, Tristan yes. and I talked a little <laughs> about this before. Um, so okay, she had an interesting run through this yeah. season too. So she like started out her uh, kind of starting at the new school and. And kind of all the trials and tribulations with, with that and, and, you know, getting to know new people and, you know, um, everyone kind of giving her a hard time because she's the, the new person and, you know, she's still struggling a little bit of, with her relationship with Evan after the whole discovery of her mother cheating and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, but as we move forward, things start getting a little interesting mm-hmm. because... Um, you know her that storyline moves very quickly and you know her friends become her enemies and then or her enemies become her friends and then uh, somewhat more than that yeah so there's this thing that happens with izzy towards the end Mm -hmm. and um you and i were discussing a little off mic right before we started yeah and uh i commented on how i thought that part of the storyline where she sort of um starts having like a romantic feeling mm-hmm. for Izzy and, and vice versa um I thought it, it felt like a little contrived but you I think you sort of convinced me that like <laughs> you know like it was it did happen towards the end of the season and things were sort of wrapping up with her, like her yes. her back and forth with Izzy because, you know, there was the whole thing with Izzy's boyfriend and and she thought, you know, like, you know, he like hit on her and then turned around and told her like, oh, no, it was Casey, you know, like made a move on me. And then. Oh, yeah. There's there all that weird awkwardness. Yeah. Right? And there was yeah. all that awkwardness. And she was I, already. I felt like they stuffed like a whole bunch of like high school. High school drama. Drama yeah. into like, yeah. you know, three months of somebody's life. right and, and and she was dealing with all that shit and then it but then that all sort of resolved towards the end she was having conflict with evan because of it that resolved towards the end and so i'm like okay well things are yeah, all yeah because he, he was like why are you hanging out with these people yeah. they're the worst yeah and then but then things all sort of worked out for her and then it's just like well moving into the next season you gotta have something interesting happen yeah you gotta like the, yeah. the conflict had been resolved right so you gotta yeah. kind of move to mm-hmm. the conflict and and i think you know the concerns you were expressing were more like was that kind of the right conflict yeah to go? was it the right way to go was yeah. it necessary and and it did you know seem a little bit sudden right like yeah it was, that's it, the only thing with it, me it was definitely the within th- the last two episodes yeah. and you're kind of like and uh, did this kind of come out of nowhere? And yeah, it, and, it, and it was a little didn't bit quite. No, there there it, was the it groundwork. Felt like it did. Yeah, there the, was groundwork laid for sure. And I I thought let's see, like because you say there's great like I made the comment I'm like oh, I felt like this came sort of out of nowhere, and then you're like there was groundwork laid, and I knew that there was. Yeah, there was the some enti- foreshadowing, and and, and I saw it the entire with, time. I remember seeing it and being scene. like, are they gonna go this direction that yes. I think they're gonna go? Yeah. And they did, so there's really no reason for me to be disappointed until I see how it plays out. Yeah, which I think will sort of be interesting. Um, but then you asked me the very golden question of Are you Team Evan or Team Lizzie? <laughs> and as it stands now, I am Team Evan. But you know, maybe I'll change. Maybe the next season will change my mind. Yeah, um, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, an interesting direction to go. One, th- I know we get we sort of are running over on this topic, but one more thing I do want to yeah. talk about, 
which I thought was such a great constant metaphor throughout the entire um, season, the hole in the wall uh, that yes, um, yes. that Doug punched when in anger after the uh, right, whole right in issues. the first right. episode, right? Yeah, and um, and like the you know her Elsa's oh, first no. instinct is is um, hanging like the home sweet home thing mm-hmm. over it. Uh, or something to that effect, some sort of like you know furniture, and then Evan eventually helps her fix it, and just like, but th- it always sort of like turns up stuck in there. Yeah, it turns up in shots here and there, and it's sort of like, oh okay, I see. It was it's, it was a nice little like nod to like here's what's going on in this yep. family right now, um, for better or for worse. They're trying to cover up the yeah the the big yeah event. And I guess the one other thing we didn't the cracks touch, that the, we, are we showing. Yeah, we can't touch on everything, but there was also. Um, Doug finding the dude that she cheated oh, with, yes, yes. going to the bar, punching him Give in the him face. Punch. Her finding out and getting upset with him about it, and I was just like, "That's a again one of those moments where I was just like, do you have a right to be upset with him about it? Like, mm-hmm. based on everything that happened, and it's good. All in all, the it, it those are the kind of questions that you should be asking. Yes, to make the show interesting and like, yeah." Um, and then I think there was you... also the the other storyline with um, Julia and uh, uh, the therapist and mm-hmm. and her uh, now ex, I guess, and yeah. whether he was going to stick around for the baby and mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and you know her telling her parents and stuff and we and we kind of got little snapshots, yeah, little of, snippets of her. of okay. that uh, because of course Sam was kind of calling her every Monday mm-hmm. during the usual therapist time or yeah, whatever, which was really sweet actually, and, and that's how we kind of got snapshots into her story. But uh, just one other quick, quick thing that uh, I think we also were talking about earlier um, was the fact that uh, obviously this. There's some or a lot of narration done by Sam mm-hmm. throughout the series, and um, I know where you're going with that. And uh, it often shows him, uh, you know, in a chair talking to someone. And the conceit, of course, of the first season was okay. He's talking to Julia, mm-hmm. his, his therapist. And, <laughs> but now it's like, okay, so who, who is, he, is he talking, talking to? to? Yeah. And you know, throughout the season, I was kind of like trying to identify the background, and and, and I couldn't really figure it out. So I'm like, okay, so what are they going anywhere with this, or is this just now supposed to be a yeah. conceit of the Cause, show? Because he found that other therapist, and Sam was not fond of him. Well, he tried out a few, and they he were all few, terrible. Yeah. yeah. They were all not right for him anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like part of me is like, is that just a device to keep the story going? Or mm-hmm. are they actually going to be like, oh, here's his actual therapy. Here's who, who he's been talking to presumably for yeah. the last Are they going to resolve that? Yes. And a half or whatever, right? Yeah. They could reveal that at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the end of the series is the final reveal. Yeah. It'd be cool. I, I always, this is a weird comparison, but I always thought about, um, uh, a friend and I were discussing how Dexter might end. Mm-hmm. Ended awfully, by the way. But um, <laughs> there was a lot of narration in that too. And my friend sort of came up with the the, the idea. They was like, maybe the narration is actually like final shot is we zoom out of Dexter's face as he's na- finishing narration and he's in, um, you know, like a prison holding cell or something, telling them what he did and he's confessing type thing. I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be cool. And um, but in in the case of this, to the FBI. Yeah, in the case of this, part of me is just like, 
what if Sam is sharing his story with other autistic kids at the end or something mm-hmm. like that, something to that effect. Yeah, it could be anything. But again, I, I do feel like we could be reading too much into it. It might yes. just be something that's just there to drive the plot forward. But we'll find out, I guess, in time. Um, yeah. So shall we move on to our next Let's move on. Uh, yeah, we've, we've spent a good season. chunk of time on uh, Atypical. So our next season two is uh crashing and this is a short one actually this is eight episodes yes only eight now just Mm -hmm. as a kind of an interesting side note Mm -hmm. um so uh this week i went to go rewatch crashing Mm -hmm. and it was about tuesday or wednesday and so as per usual when i go to watch an hbo show on demand i would go to uh my go to the on demand section scroll down to hbo select my show do my thing and all of a sudden, and uh, so when I went to go do this with Crashing, uh, HBO wasn't there. And I'm like, uh, what the heck? And so I'm like scrolling through, and all of a sudden I see this other weird thing called Crave plus Movies plus HBO. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Tristan and I both work in the TV industry, so the reason that I'm laughing is because over where I work, we've been dealing with this and the nonsense that is all of this craved HBO, CTV Plus thing. movies, plus whatever the fuck. For a long time, and that's the general complaint around the office. There's a huge rebrand happening over with Bell Media, and we typically- Yeah, we they're doing a bunch of different things. We don't do a news section anymore, um, but- yeah, this sort of warrants the, hey, what the hell is going on here type thing. So I, uh, so obviously reading further onto it, uh, uh, my understanding now is that Bell has completely rebranded all its movie channels. And so the old uh, channels of um, uh, the movie network, uh, HBO and uh, Encore are going away mm-hmm. to be replaced with all Crave branding things. Crave which, branding. Which, if you're not aware, is Bell Media's foray into the uh, OTT uh, uh-huh. uh, space. Um, and so, you know, kind of looking through, you know, there's some pluses and minuses for this because. I don't know. Personally, I think it's kind of a weird. Oh, it's weird. It's a weird branding <laughs> change just because of the fact that, uh, it, like, they're taking kind of something that's, you know, has a real name brand, like HBO, even the movie network, I think was pretty, had it's a pretty, established. pretty established brand. And they're just like throwing this kind of like brand new OTT name, you know, that I think a lot of people maybe like subscribed for a month and went, wow, they got like three shows out here. Why, why am I subscribing to this? And, you know, got off it fairly quick. And mm-hmm. the only reason they've survived is because show me bit the depth dust first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, dude, this other part of this, uh, is the CTV thing. Oh yes. 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 Which is, that hasn't happened yet. Though, it hasn't right? happened yet, but it's going to. Yes. Um, and where they're essentially doing the same thing with CTV. It's just, and they're like killing the space branding, calling it sci-fi. CTV, yes. CTV, sci-fi. sci-fi Bravo is going to be like CTV sh- entertainment or like, something like that. It's like, dude, what come is on. this? Uh, yeah, it's, that is, that is an interesting side note. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've literally been hearing about it nonstop at the office. And it's pretty funny that uh, to, to see how it's affecting people on the other side. Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and just as a, a, you know, 
another thing is like on on the plus side of, about this, they do seem to have now um, added the whole HBO um, and uh, movie network as a completely um, OTT service. So you mm-hmm. don't need a cable package anymore to watch the on-demand services. So you can actually subscribe to it as part of Crave. Oh, that's very cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's an additional 10 bucks a month. So it, if you subscribe to Crave, it's 10 And then if you want to add movies plus HBO, mm-hmm. that's another 10 So it would be $20 a month completely OTT, which I think is pretty you that's know, that's very good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a pretty good deal considering most most movie like um, how they were bundling it as a cable package before mm-hmm. is that movie network uh, plus HBO was twenty bucks a month. So mm-hmm. you know you're you're getting the same price as you would if you had a traditional cable yeah. package inside that. And, and people so we, people have been gunning for that in, in Canada for a long time. Yeah, because of so. course you know they've had HBO now in the states in for the a while states, yeah. and a couple other places. So. So that's cool. That, yeah. that is a good part of it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, back to crashing, what we were originally talking about yeah. here. If you the, the um, side note. Yes. So um, I guess, I don't know, we'll start with some general thoughts. General thoughts. Uh, I enjoyed this season um, just as much, if not more, than the first one. Yeah, it was good. Um, to be honest, um, yeah, I just really liked it. it they, they did a good job of kind of showing um the fallout from the first season like here's you know because like pete was dealing with his divorce yes yes and um you know his wife cheating on him and all this crazy stuff happening to him and and sort of resetting his career doing the barking stuff trying Mm -hmm. to get back into you know stand up trying to you know put more eggs in the stand-up basket per se and um yeah they dealt with it kind of well And I like that the crashing motif is sort of continuing where he's yes. sort of bouncing around from comedian to comedian, you know, uh, if not staying on their couches, then at least sort of meeting up with them and spending time with them for, you know, to sort of get some of their insight into yeah. the business. And um, so I think, you know, we kind of start the season where he's out or he's on, uh, <laughs> of course, the couch of Leaf, the lover of his ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> And of course, that leads to some awkward situations. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, well, so the thing with Pete and Lee, the second episode is called Pete and Lee. Yes. Um, and it's it's just sort of weird that the, <laughs> the two of them have this unlikely friendship. Yeah. Um. Considering and everything that's happened between them. Considering yeah. everything that's happened between them. Um, yeah, and it's uh it's interesting. Um and Leaf sort of like helps him out to an extent in the, the that second episode where like, you know Yeah, he's, he's trying to encourage Pete to like kinda of get back out there. Yeah, and, and then and they end up just walking around and Pete's like, This is what you do all day? He's like, Yeah, man, it's wherever the wind takes us, you know, just being his like hippie self and they end up, you know, having a picnic with these two girls and playing Frisbee and then Pete gets a call to be like a warm up guy and mm-hmm. he's only like a couple blocks away from it. He's yeah. like, Yeah man, it's fate that you're here <laughs> And uh, he realizes that he left his ring uh, in this bag, yeah. which Pete let, or which Leaf left, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
in the park and they go back and then the bag is like under investigation because they think it's a bomb threat (laughs) and that that whole storyline was interesting because like you see sort of like no matter what happens and this kind of ends up coming back again throughout the series particularly with leaf pete is a very forgiving guy (laughs) yes yes (laughs) he doesn't that's his default his yeah he he doesn't seem to like want he just has his need for people to like him and and that's touched on even Mm -hmm. more yeah but yeah it's just yeah. And even like, you know, he meets up with Bill Burr eventually and Bill Burr is like, here's what you should do. You should go and kick that guy's ass. <laughs> and that episode ends with him showing up at Leaf's door. Leaf opens the door and he's like, oh, Hi. hey, man. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting, too, because now that, you know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, that he, um, Pete was very uh, kind of all about forgiveness. I think towards the end, you know, he's kind of starting to work through that in, yeah. in and even in like that final scene oh. moving like moving all the way forward there yes. with uh his uh newfound yeah his new love interest new love interest which sort of Allie. fizzled out <laughs> at, at the end of the season there well i mean after yeah so they they um have a couple dates things things seem to be going well and then uh there's kind of like two tipping points i think the, the first mm-hmm. is uh the naka um yeah uh, where uh you know uh, he's he plays ball and and does kind of all the marketing like hey college people yeah people uh here's some t-shirts changes his act changes the back yep you know just to get that time and and get that the money and then yeah and then she doesn't right she Mm -hmm. you know doesn't do the whole you know sell quote unquote sell out and and of course she talks about some kind of more edgier subjects Mm -hmm. and um, doesn't get any bookings and that of course causes a little bit of tension between them mm-hmm. and then it's the whole roast battle oh, episode roast battle. which was great it was fantastic so funny so good yeah uh and uh yeah their relationship doesn't really recover from right and it doesn't survive that because pete seems to have this difficulty separating the joking part of the roast battle from you know actually just saying mean things about yes. someone there's a really great line when him and Allie are sort of talking afterwards mm-hmm. where he's just like she was like that was great and he's like no he's like I didn't know what to say about you uh, you were just saying all these mean things and I was trying to keep up mm-hmm. and she was like so that's even worse because what you're saying was from the heart. Is yes. that what you're telling me? And it's like, oh Jesus! <laughs> and like, it hurts to watch, but it's it's yeah. Um, it was it was interesting. Yeah, and and I and I'm not sure if maybe this is what they were going for, but you know, it shows a little bit of like character growth in 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 progression. In that, you know, he's not you know default forgiving no i think that's exactly what they're going for it seems like yeah pete needs their show like pete has a capacity to be mean (laughs) and that's not necessarily a bad thing right he's got to sort of defend himself i guess but um at the same time it's difficult because it's a very specific context which is the roast battle where the whole point is be as mean as possible but at the end of the day you're both stand-up comedians and it's all jokes mm-hmm. and that's you know because he couldn't grasp that that's sort of why he 
ends up losing Allie. Um, but at the same moment, at the same point, it's like you said, probably a good point of growth for him to sort of be like, Oh, I have There's to, some things I can't, can't forget. Yeah. Um, but that's why he's, you know, he's not doing the clubs as often as some of the other people. And instead he's doing warm up gigs for Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr. Oz bit was pretty funny. Yes, that was good. He shows up in the weird like bodysuit and, <laughs> <laughs> and and Pete's totally like really high from like the oils that Leaf gave him there earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's like totally tripping out. Yeah. Oh man. Um. I I love the little nods to like daytime TV that they yes. do because Rachel Ray was a big thing in the first one, and when that comes back here, where like, um, I guess like one of the studio guys on Doctor Oz's set is like, I heard you got kicked off of Rachel Ray because you told your mother her mother to like suck your balls or something. <laughs> he's like, No, that's not what I said. It's not what happened. <laughs> he's just trying to defend himself the whole time. Yes. Um uh like I mentioned in the f- the first time we talked about this, my favorite part about this is because I'm such a big fan of stand up c- comedy, the fact that yeah, he's bouncing around between all these different stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that there was an episode called Bill Burr, I got very excited, and I was and so was, not disappointed. It was such a good episode. <laughs> um, because I listened to, here and there to Bill Burr's podcast a little bit, and I sort of follow his you know, stuff, his social media and his act and like what he's doing. And I, I get the sense for the kind of person that he is. And... Um, it's just it's great to see how like accurate it's all played because like you know it's cool because like you know like bill burr it's just like the fact that it's like like he's there like smoking a cigar in the basement and he's talking to pete and pete's trying to like navigate around the fact that he's the one who put out this in this video that everyone's like cloud bill burr's act is you know he's talking about um was he talking about abortion and stuff like that? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's too offensive. And, and and then Bill Burr's like, come to my basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, Pete's like, oh, he's going to kill me type thing. Um, and it's just, but it's funny to see that much, like, I look at it and I'm just like, and I love Bill Burr, mm-hmm. but he didn't have to act. Like, there's no acting <laughs> involved here. Because, like, that's just him. Like, if you watch, um, there's a scene where, in um comedians and cars getting coffee another yes. netflix show um where uh i think seinfeld takes him to like a cigar bar and two of them are there smoking cigars and they're talking and bill burr's like he's like just so you know i'm not gonna fucking leave he's like i'm in heaven right now mm-hmm. he's like you you can keep filming or you can cut i don't care i'm just staying here <laughs> and like <laughs> and it's just like you get like in a sense i'm just like the way that they kind of bounce around between all these stand-ups and it's Pete, I feel like, is the only one who's playing a somewhat exaggerated, for better or for worse, version of himself. Yeah. Whereas the other stand-up comedians that he runs into are more or less like, this is what you see is what you get type yeah. thing. And that can also apply in a pretty um, interesting and, uh, I guess, like... I guess I mean like the whole point is that it's realistic, but I'm for lack of a better word, realistic way with yes. the whole thing with Artie Lang. Yeah. Um, 
and the big fight that the two of them have after he doesn't show up for the benefit. Because this is a guy who, in real life, mm-hmm. has struggled his whole life with, you know, substance abuse and addiction. Yeah. And that was a heavy, heavy moment oh, in this was. otherwise pretty funny show. Mm-hmm. And they played it so well. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting, like like you were saying, like to think... So this is, you know, supposedly semi-autobiographical. So is is Artie Lang actually was that something that happened with yeah, between like, Pete Holmes and Artie? For Lang? all we know, it could be. Maybe yeah. and maybe it's not not necessarily Pete Holmes, but maybe it's something that happened to him and another comedian, yep. or just something similar to an event that took place in you know his life. And and Pete, you know, shows up at his apartment and he's just sort of these guys who we can only assume are like junkies that are yes. just like squatting there and it's just yeah and it gets all pretty it gets all pretty hairy and and a little dark a little dark and and that's what's cool about this show is like i was laughing out loud a lot in this season mm-hmm. and then you get to that scene and you're like oh let's bump the brakes for a second here but one of my favorite things about these kind of shows is literally peppered in are just comedians working out and doing their stand-up sets yeah and it's it's awesome um that's one of the things that i like i liked about you know louis when it was airing and 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 that those kind of shows um and the roast battle like we were mentioning (laughs) is like no different it's hilarious to to watch and of course jeff ross shows up because he's like the roastiest of roast (laughs) masters anything that involves a roast has jeff ross's name on it so he's there as one of the judges and um yeah this is a show that I, I live for the cameos a lot of times. Yeah, um, they, they have a lot of good people in mm-hmm. there. Like, and even the you know the up and coming comedians that yeah. that Pete is with too mm-hmm. are are yeah good. And and it's funny too because you know now that um, you know I've I've started to kind of watch a little bit more of the kind of the stand up mixes that Netflix has. I'm mm-hmm. like starting to recognize some of them. Yeah, because they. they those Netflix ones are a lot of the kind of up and coming comedians. And in fact, there was, um, one of the people who was part of, um, that episode, um, with the HBO startup standups. Yeah. Porter gets the HBO. Porter gets the HBO. So one of the other ones, the, the female one, Mm -hmm. uh, she is actually in a Netflix special. Does the exact same routine she did oh, really? on stage, a hundred percent, and yeah. I'm like, Cause then, oh, Whit- this is her legit Whitney routine. Cummings, okay, yeah, Whitney Cummings like hosted that thing in the episode, yeah, and now they've got like oh, it's just, and then I, I love like Pete kind of going into the alt scene mm-hmm. and finding his voice there. That was really cool, and you see him working out his stand up. The thing that I think there's a testament, <laughs> and and the, and there's just that great moment where he's like performing in front of the audience, and they're all uh, laughing because yeah. he gets that time, and then and then Allie's saying to her to her, her friend there, the Booker, she's like, yeah, he's funny, right? And the Booker's like, he'll be funny in three years. He'll be funny in three years, <laughs> which is such a stand-up thing, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah, and um. I think a testament to the show's writing is like while they have all these actual stand-up comedians in it working out, um, Ali's character is I'm gonna presume she's a writer and I'm gonna mm-hmm. presume a comedy writer, but the only one who is, as far as I know, not a stand-up comedian. It's a written character. Hmm. Like she's not a, as far as I know, not a stand-up in real life. But um, yeah, maybe she did. Maybe she has done stand-up before. Like I didn't yeah. do all of the research, but. Um, it's one of those shows where, you know, like I see her, she goes up, she does her act. I'm like, oh, she's funny. 
I should go find some of her stand-up. Because mm-hmm. in my head, the assumption's already there. Oh, it's an actual stand-up comedian that they just, you know, brought in as part of Pete's journey. Because maybe 75 to 80% or more of the comedians he meets are comedians. They're yeah. actual stand-up comedians. <laughs> yeah. And he is just Pete Holmes playing exaggerated version of Pete Holmes. And these kind of shows, I think we've discussed in the past, are sort of become a little more prolific in the last little while. Yes. And I think it, they work, like, in a lot of times. And this is an example of one that super works. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this one a lot. Uh, I think I, yeah, like I said, I like season two maybe even more than I liked season one. So, yeah. Yep. No, me too. It, on the whole, it was a great series. And the fact it was so short, I think, really lends itself to be very very succinct for sure in, in the storytelling and and for kind sure. of you know move through this the storyline well like mm-hmm. and i've said that many times before but i think that really helps a tv series oh, to, yeah. to kind of keep that short season the, the british got it right man like yeah. those, those those uk seasons of a lot of those you know those britcoms and stuff like that like you know get in do your like six to eight episodes and get out mm-hmm. and come back in a year and do it again type thing. Cause then you can focus all, you know, can focus like all of your energy on making the writing perfect and the acting what, you know, good and just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it, it works. The eight episode thing works for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, shall we move <laughs> on to our grab bag Let's segment? Let's do the grab bag. Yeah. Yes. Do you have anything? Or are you uh, scrambling it currently right now to think something? I have some stuff. Do you want me to go first or do you? I, I'm ready. So. Why don't you go first? Okay. Because I have a couple things, but I'm going to think about I'm them. Kind of sleep. Okay. So my grab bag uh, for this episode is uh, called Red Oaks which is a show on Amazon Prime um, that I kind of just recently discovered. And it's about, you know, um, a college student during the the summer uh, in the 80s, and he works at a tennis club and kind of all the shenanigans that go with that. Not not necessarily a tennis club, but he's a a, a junior tennis pro at a country club. And so, of course, you know, there's... Some relationships, and he's in a relationship, and um, he, you know, and it's kind of templated, and it's not so great. And then there's this daughter of the of the president who he kind of gets interested in, and and it, it's it's really funny, and it's kind of nice meandering storyline, and it's kind of cool because it's got that kind of like eighties oh, okay. uh, vibe to it. And another thing I really like about it and it's mostly because i relate to it is you know he's an an aspiring movie maker and this is really what he wants to go into is kind of movies and tv and but you know his parents want him to like go and be an accountant Mm because that's what his dad is and and all that kind of stuff so yeah that that was kind of the the kind of what i enjoyed about it and you know when they when there's stories like that too i always think oh oh that's the writer (laughs) it's the story of the writer you know um or taken a few, you know, he knew a few friends, like and that kind of thing. So it, it always feels a little bit more autobiographical when when For there's sure. kind of that element to it. Um, but yeah, so that's my grab bag. I am about halfway through season two right now, and um, really enjoying it. Uh, and it's an Amazon Prime original series, so um, it's good. And there's three seasons, so go cool. watch it. It's fun. 
Interesting. It's a good one. That sounds nice. May have to check that out. Um, so, my grab bag. Um, you and I talked about this recently. Um, this is not anything new mm-hmm. by any means, but uh, I mentioned to you in passing that I was going through and rewatching uh, all of the old seasons of The Office. Yes. And you said that you were happened to be doing the same thing. And you know what? Like there's so many people who are doing that right now. I don't know maybe yeah. if it just like reshowed up on I Netflix or I have no or, idea or but what what the, what the deal yeah. is, but like there's like four people in in my office right now who Me are doing too. This, doing the Literally, same thing. Literally someone would like I had my headphones in listening to like a podcast or music, I'm doing my work and then I hear people talking about The Office and take my headphones off and i hear like the person like oh yeah and i'm like kind of like rewatching the series again and i roll my chair around the corner there's three people talking about how they're all rewatching the office again like what's happening <laughs> right now but uh it's just maybe in that kind of weird golden area where it's just been over for it's enough been time enough time that and you're like oh i should go check that go out watch, again. watch that yeah for me it was just like and maybe it's part in part due to their social media but like they they'd been throwing up all sorts of clips on YouTube of like, and their Facebook would be like, Hey, remember this from like, or it's national, you know, whatever secretary's day. And they'd throw up like this clip from the office. And I watched like a ton of these clips. I'm just like, I've watched maybe like an hour's worth of the office from just these clips. Mm -hmm. Why don't I just go back and watch the show again? Yeah. So I did. And I just finished it this week. Oh, I burned through those nine seasons pretty damn quick. And um, so I'm watching. I'm watching it with my wife. Yeah. And uh, so we're. It's a little bit s- slower going. Right. But, you know. Um. I think we're like season five. Mm-hmm. Towards the middle of season five. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's kind of surprising, like how long those seasons oh are. Oh my god. Uh, like, especially like <laughs> season three and four is like twenty-two episodes. You're like, how did they ever write this much stuff? Yeah. Like, make this much TV? It's so long. It's yeah, like we were just talking about the whole like eight episode thing and like how it's such a good nice sweet spot yeah man 22 to 24 episodes sometimes it's just it's a like, lot yeah and uh, to their credit the office stayed pretty funny and relevant through most of it it was a little tough going after michael left there was some like weak mm-hmm. points but yes, yes yes to me the way that they brought it all home was really great um there was a lot of tears shed for me in those final few episodes. There was um, Pam and Jim's big final conflict, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and Dwight and Angela finally sort of finding their way to each other, and of course Michael coming back briefly for the finale, all that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, I know it's not new, but mm-hmm. my grab bag is yeah, The Office. If you haven't seen it go watch it and if you have seen it it's worth watching again it's, yes absolutely it was a great series yeah all right well cool. i think that kind of wraps it up for us mm-hmm. uh, another solid episode in the bag yeah episode 16 i can't believe we've made it this far tristan <laughs> we can now go get our g1 yeah i guess uh, <laughs> if you're in canada you can acquire your learner's permit at the age of 16 <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for joining us uh, on another episode of Screens and Streams. Uh, We will see you presumably in about a month, if all goes well. Hopefully, yes. All right. Take care, everyone.